Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Barnes Noble in Midtown East. Um, we're so glad that they agreed to host us. Um, you know, their books are just wonderful. Um, and today is Throwback Thursday, so you know what that means. Our last segment will be a throwback blind that relates directly to a current story. Uh, so... Speaking of Throwback Thursday, how is this for a throwback? Um, Tamara Braxton went on the Wendy Williams show and reignited um, her feud with her former The Real co-stars. So Wendy Williams kind of got it all started when she snapped that The Real was a quote-unquote cute show. Um... And that's that's kind of where she stepped in it because they were like, oh yeah, uh, Lonnie, Lonnie Love said, hey, yeah, we're thank you for calling us cute. We're also an Emmy-winning show. An obvious dig at the fact that uh, Wendy Williams has yet to win a, a career Emmy. Um. Something that I'm told she really, really wants. And so, um, Tamara Braxton then um, took it up a notch. And she accused her former co stars of being catty. Um, here is Lonnie Love's exact quote about the um, Emmy. First of all, thank you for calling us a quote-unquote cute show. We also are an Emmy-winning show. Don't forget that. Um, so, Tamar said, here's the thing. I don't want to be anybody's marketing tool this season. No shade. I just wish everyone well, and I feel like sometimes God has to move you out of situations before you become more toxic to yourself. What if I was in a situation where I was doing Braxton Family Values and very stressed and then I'm doing this other show where people are being catty behind my back? What kind of person would I be right now sitting on this couch? I wouldn't be focused. I wouldn't be ready for my transformation. I wouldn't be ready for my elevation and that's where I've got to go. I've got to go up, 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 and up, and up, and up. And uh, Tamar's words obviously did not sit well with uh, Lonnie Love or um, uh, Tam- uh, Tamara Mari Housley. Um, Tamara said, I have been in the business for over 20 years and my rep- reputation is not one of cattiness. And I agree with you, Lonnie. It's time. It's time for me to say this. It's time for women of color to stop putting each other down. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. It's unfair. It's unfair. I work hard on my character each and every freaking day. And everybody who was close to me knows that truth. What I don't like is that... What I don't like is that out there... The falseness. Um, Lonnie Love said, You are welcome right here, too. And every time it is not a big deal. Seriously, we as black women have to stick together we as women have to stick together it's no pettiness we need to have you come here so we can close the circle we love you Tamimar 
you are a powerhouse. We know you. You know us. That is all. Um, and then, of course, there was rumors way back in the day that Lonnie was actually the reason why um, Tamar got fired. Um, I've actually heard differently. I've heard that it was Tamar's husband that got... Um, is the reason why she was fired, but um, one of the most... One of the... Um, one of the stories that has really persisted is that Lonnie Love had something to do with it. And Lonnie has emphatically denied it. She said, what people don't realize is that when we first started doing the reel, all of us had separate careers. I've been trying to do comedy for 15 years. Can you imagine? 15 years. I finally get a show. Then I was ostracized as a bully, the person who got another sister fired. Can you imagine the hurt after 15 years? Why would I do that? Um, there, there are many, 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 many reasons why she would have done that. Not least of which is, um, allegedly Tamar was a horror behind the scenes, causing all sorts of, um, friction with the other cast members and, um, whatnot. But, um, Lottie Love would not have had the power. And I think that's, I think that's um, what needs to be said right here now is Lonnie Love would not have had the power to get Tamar Braxton fired, um, not that early in the game. So, I I do believe that she's innocent and uh, of this, um, and I think I I think Tamar started that rumor because um, Tamar's not really a nice person period so speaking of nice people I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be right back and I'm back and oh my goodness just when you thought that the Taylor Swift Scooter Braun feud was going to go away they are treating us to another helping of Another helping of this um, Southern Fried feud. Um, so Taylor Swift um, got this ball rolling when she loudly denounced um, Scooter Braun buying um, Big Machine Records and ultimately her uh, masters for some $300 million. Um, A lot of words were uttered. Most of them centered around wrong. Um, She she made the claim that she had not been um, offered a chance to buy her catalog back. And there was some talk that um, that wasn't exactly truthful on her part. Um, but what we found out was that it actually was that the deal that was offered was um, she would get one master back for every new album she turned in um, which means she would have been stuck in this endless loop of um, making music and having someone else own her masters um, for the rest of her career So, 
um, designated a whole feud um, in a civil war within the music industry with people taking sides and um, you know people taking sides and really trying to um, figure out who was being honest and who was who wasn't um, and for the most part it seems like a lot of people most people lined up behind Taylor Swift well this was not going to do for the rich white men who were really pissed that they were losing the PR war um and they were losing it to a girl that they actually helped train they actually helped um teach her all of this um, so, they, they threw out that, um, she, she didn't do the, um, Parkland or Manchester, um, fundraisers, trying to make it look bad. Well, in a blazing new interview, Taylor Swift has come out, shotguns loaded and ready to go. Um, Here's what she said. Unbelievable. Here's the thing. Everyone in my team knew if Scooter Braun brings us something, do not bring it to me. Um, And then she kind of explained what this whole thing is all about. The fact that those two are in business together after the things he said, he being um, Scott Borchetta, um, said about Scooter Braun, it's really hard to shock me, and this was utterly shocking. These are two very rich, very powerful men using $300 million of other people's money to purchase, like, the most feminine body of work. And they're standing in a wood panel bar doing a tacky photo shoot, raising a glass of scotch to themselves. And some people have accused Taylor of being bitter or upset um, and throwing a tantrum that she didn't get what she wants. Here's what she said. Because they pulled one over on me and got this done so sneakily that I didn't even see it coming, and I couldn't say anything about it. Um, again, page six is siding with um, Scooter Braun in, in the fight, and has said, you know, hey, she did have a chance. She didn't have, really have a chance. There was no way that that deal was ever going to pass muster with anybody. Um... And Cheryl Crow kind of waded into this and said, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, and found herself on the wrong end of the Swifty stick. Um, so she had to clarify what she meant. Um, and for the record, Cheryl Crow is not, not the person, okay? Um, maybe more than any other star out there, um, Cheryl Crow has injured and even succeeded when everyone told her she was going to fail um so when she stepped in this studio um she clarified it right away and in the right possible way she you know she said i didn't use the right words yada 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 whatever she said here's the thing i don't follow celebrity 
the celebrity world. I don't, you know, I didn't, I really didn't know what the big deal was. Um, you know, masters change hands all the time. She's like, but I am. De- I definitely love Taylor Swift. You know what? I I'm definitely Team Taylor. Um, they could have handled this a lot better. So tell me, what are you guys? Are you Team Taylor or are you Team Mandy? Um, which would be hashtag Team Damn It Taylor Swift. Let me know. I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna come right back. And I'm back. And, okay, so this one I have to admit, I'm not really truly qualified to, um, talk about. Um, this would be more Mandy or Dave Speed. Um, they love those reality shows. And, in fact, I think, um, if I'm recalling correctly, I think Mandy really did love, um, John and Kate Plus 8. Um, and so let's just go back in time a little bit. Um, John and Kate had... Um, where they got married, they had twins, and then I believe she gave birth to six more babies at once. At the time, it was like the most babies ever ever birthed at one time. Um, and they landed a TLC show, um, all about raising their new family, and. So, as is usually the case, um, fame started to go to their head, um, and rumors started swirling that John was having an affair on Kate, and America was shocked, shocked, I tell you, that a man was cheating on his wife with eight kids. That is almost never heard of. But... Um, eventually, uh, they kept denying that there was trouble in paradise. They kept, you know, denying, 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 as is celebrities' focus in life. So finally, it got down to the time where, um, they, they took everything in. And, um, they took everything in, and their show came back to really huge ratings, and there was, like, a little interview-type thing where they admitted that, yes, they were getting a divorce. And the fallout was fast and furious. John was, um, kicked off the show. Um, it was retitled Kate Plus Eight. And, um, from there it was just literally bang, 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 bang. So, Kate Plus Eight didn't really make it. Um, I think it got maybe a season, maybe, maybe two seasons. Um, John, for his part, started dating Kate Majors, who was also, who also dated, um, Lindsay Lohan's dad. His life went down this really tragic spiral where he ended up as a waiter somewhere. uh, Not making very much money at all. Um, Kate went on Dancing with the Stars and, and, oh my god, gave us nightmares with that little 
bowl dance thing that she did to paparazzi. Um, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't pretend. Uh, and but that was the beginning of the end of her career too. Soon, Kate Plus Eight was canceled. Um, she tried to launch another show, but it never quite got off the ground. Um, and eventually they faded from our consciousness. Um, well, one of the kids, Colin, apparently has some emotional problems, and Kate kept putting him into, um, facilities, um, John was not made aware of this at all, um, which is a huge legal issue, but we'll get to that later. Um, so she, she would go, and the staff started talking, and they started talking to uh, the gossip box and said, hey, like, she came to see him, stayed less than an hour, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it was, it really was not a pretty thing for her. Um, so, um, Blaine Gossip ran an item about this last year. People guessed. I mean, everyone got it right. They didn't make it very difficult. Um, well, apparently John Goslin reads the Gossip blogs because... He started looking into it, and he started getting mail from um, the Department of Human Services and Department of Child Services um, that uh, Kate was allegedly abusing their kids. And so he looked into it and got got confirmation. Um, so now they're, from what I understand, John and Kate are going to go to divorce. Um, so maybe we'll get a new show called John and Kate plus Mediate. I, um, anyway, so, um, John now has custody of Colin and one of the other girls. Um, and he is blazing a fire to bring down Kate Gosselin. Um, he has accused her of abusing their children, um, only being in it for the fame, um, and doing everything in her power to make sure that she was the one who stayed famous, including um, making sure that her name always came first. This is obviously a big story. I don't anticipate um, it going the way of a a Duggar story, so we will keep on top of it, and if there's any more interesting developments, I will surely bring them to you. But for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'll come right back. And I'm back. In keeping with our Throwback Thursday theme, I, uh, recently I did an article for Harshlight News, um, about a haunted house here in New York. Um, it's on West 14th Street, um, and it is said to that Mark Twain lives there. Um, no, this is not going to be a ghost story. It's not October yet. Um, but 
I think me thinking, um, you know, I've talked a little bit about how um, now that I'm writing for Medium, uh, basically on a full-time basis, uh, I'm starting to um, reintroduce um, more humorous pieces into my portfolio. Um, And they're doing very, very well on Medium. And so, you know, I sat back and I was like, okay, um, why, why does true crime and sex do well in vocal, celebrity gossip and, um, true crime do well on HVY, and humor true crime, um, you, you'll notice true crime does well across the platforms, um, it does take a little bit of time to get going, but once it once you get going with it, um, you'll be good. Um, but, but I was thinking about the humor part, and, um, you know, I'm just one of those people who, like, I, I love to do humor pieces. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but I love trying. And that's what people don't understand about me, is I, I just really do, I just love trying um, and sometimes the pieces take on a mind of their own. Like, I have a piece called Scenes from Starbucks. It was super popular right out, out of the gate. And it continues to, um, be really popular. Um, but my Tales from Times Square started out very slow. Like, almost pathetically slow. And only just recently started picking up. So, um, what is that about? First of all, any article and any essayist worth their salt will tell you, um, humor is, um, humor is not something that you can force down someone's throat, um, it's, if someone finds you funny, they're, they're gonna find you funny, if they don't find you funny, they're never gonna find you funny, period, um, but, more than that, um, more than that, we have... Uh, on more more than one occasion it's been talked about and said that you some things just take a little bit more time to take off I just said it about true crime true crime truly does take a little uh, TLC before it um, before it starts to take off um you know, I kind of looked at how I did a piece on the hustler, um, on the real life hustlers, um, called Julian Queens, the true story of, um, of the hustler scam, I think is the title. When I, when I first put it out, maybe five people read it. And then the movie came out and boom, it just exploded. 
I'm, I'm expecting the same thing with the Joker article. That one was a little bit more widely read. But, um, with, with the press and everything coming up for that, I expect that to pick up. So what does all this have to do with Mark Twain? Most people don't realize that he was actually a satirist. Um, you know, he's considered one of the great writers of all time, and a satirist is a writer. Um, it, they just, they generalize him more than what I think he should be generalized. Um, so, yes. Mark Twain, and his humor didn't take off right away. It took him a, quite a while to play with it and get it right. And that's what I want to tell people. It's okay if you don't get it right right away. You know, it's okay if... If this takes, you know, if you're writing comedy and you don't nail it right away, don't despair. Take a deep breath and just watch... Let things fall where they may. Because I promise you, it's going to be... Um, so much better if you do, and if you don't give up, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk of, oh, um, especially nowadays, if, if it doesn't hit right away, if it doesn't go straight to number one, it's considered a bomb. Here's the truth. We're, we're so into instant gratification now, that we forget that there were some there were some um, songs that were out for almost a year before they even hit the top ten in the past um, there were some books that took them years to climb up the bestseller list you know slowly but surely they did but it hasn't always been right off the gate you have to be big um, and I think we need to kind of go back to that time where we just let things grow a little bit. You know? Because when you let things grow, they're so much better. Uh, you know, and that's not to say don't give them the TLC. Of course you gotta give give the TLC, but... Um, Let, let things just grow a little bit. Let, let things nurture it a little. Let's see what happens, you know. Instead of always racing to be number one, let's, let's let our art grow and let's see what happens from that point on. You know, if, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't... I, first of all, I would never have had Generation Gossip. I wouldn't have Drunk Gossip. I wouldn't have any of this. So that's something to consider. You know, I have um, passive streams of income now because I, I let things grow a little bit. So, alright. I'm getting off my high horse now. I'm going to take a break and we're going to come right back. Alright, so this week we've been talking about the Wendy Williams renewal and alleged cancellation. Um, they have, it's been said that 
uh, she will not be moving on past on this recent contract negotiation. Um, and that the only reason why producers upped her contract this time is because she didn't, they didn't have anyone to replace her. Um, something that she seemed to take delight in. Well, upon some research, it seems as though Wendy Williams has often weaponized her her talk show. Want to know what I mean? Of course you do. We're going to travel back in time to 2016. Um, and I'm going to read you a line from Tamara Tattles. And, um, and then we're going to talk about it and how it, you can very easily plug it into um, the situation that's going on today. It's called Blind Item and Unlikely Truce. This popular morning talk show host had a serious falling out with two other talk show hosts in 2014. The two had teamed up to backstab her after years of her support. In the process, she quit mentioning anything that would be helpful to the ratings on her show. She also quit having any guests on the show that would help their ratings. In the last few months, this host has been having major problems booking talent. There have been more days with no talent booked than days with talent. The difficulty booking guests is a bit suspicious as it has not been a problem since 2014. Suddenly, it is now a problem again. The host has recently started mentioning shows that would benefit um, that would benefit to two original hosts who sabotaged her on occasion. It would seem that the two hosts that betrayed her in 2014 suddenly need her due to problems with their own ratings. She has now agreed to resume publicizing their program. I wonder what the terms of this new arrangement are. It sure seems like they all suddenly need each other again. Um, so, most people think that this is Wendy Williams, uh, as the daytime show, um, and in the beginning of her show, Wendy Williams really did actually have problems booking guests, um, you know, she would get, like, the B-stars, and, and she may do, she, you know, she definitely grew her popularity, um, from being able to do do this. But let's be honest, when you're a talk show host, you don't wanna you don't wanna deal with um a lack of you don't wanna deal with a lack of guests or anything. So um the other two there's a little bit of um, controversy, but I, I kind of agree with the people who say um, Andy Cohen and Bethany Frankel. Um, you know, for a very long time, Bethany was the queen of uh, the Real Housewives of New York. She left because she thought she was going to be a big star. And then she came right back when her talk show was canceled after just a year, despite having Ellen's backing. And how bad are you 
that you have Ellen's backing and you still can't get a talk show off the ground. You know, uh, people want me to say sorry about that, but no, I'm not. You have to be pretty freaking bad. I mean, I could see if if you had Ellen's backing and you, but you still didn't get it after season two. Um, fine. But this was like she was canceled midway through her first season, and that has that had to have hurt. Period. I don't care who, how you spend that. That had to have been very hurtful. Um, so, and then of course, Andy Cohen has hosted Watch What Happens Live. Um, and then a funny, possibly coincidental, possibly not, um, turn here. Andy Cohen allegedly has a big Coke problem. And Wendy Williams has admitted to having a Coke problem. So I wonder if there was a little sniffy sniffy going on between the two. Um, and then before they're falling out. Um, and one of the things I wanted to say is um, when she first started out, Wendy did have issues. And that seemed to take place again. Which is very unusual for an established talk show to have trouble booking guests. Um, unless the host is embattled, like um, Ryan Seacrest was when those um, allegations, those Me Too allegations came out against him. Um, but, you know, there's, yeah. there has to be um, something more um, there had to be something that really happened that led to the falling out. I don't know what it is. I've looked. I've not seen anything. But um, despite her love for the Housewives franchise um, there was a period of time where Wendy Williams did not talk about it at all. Um, and people noticed and people talked about it. Um, so, it kind of makes you wonder, kind of makes you give the sign of what could have happened. Um, did Wendy not buy Andy Cohen some blow and he got pissed off? Um, did Wendy wanted to go on Real Housewives in New York, and Andy Cohen said no. Um, and that actually, you know, we talked about this very briefly, um, but there, that was another rumor that uh, popped up in recent recent years, or well, recent months, rather, um, that Wendy Williams actually wanted to go and be a Real Housewife of New York. Um, but... Real Housewife producers put the kibosh on that real fast and said, nope, not going to happen. Not quite sure why they're so opposed to her being on there. It would be a rating smash. Um, and if anyone can replace Bethany, it is Wendy Williams. Um, but my guess is um, her fee alone would 
being way too expensive. So my suggestion is to um, do like a real talk show host spinoff of Real Housewives. Um, because I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I, before y'all start looking at me like I'm crazy, I'm going to go. Um, thank you all so much for listening as always. Oh, one big announcement. Um, I've kind of talked about this before, but now um, I'm unveiling it for sure. Talk with Will will now close out Monday episodes. And that means that um, Will will probably be doing the closing from uh, the closing segment on Monday nights from now on. Uh, so gay for change, I guess. Um, Alright, that's going to do it for me for now though. Thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time, cheers.